Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand.
He also spoils AEW shit, too. I hope you know. Go ahead. For the irritating kind of spoilers, if you ask me. It's like going to a magic show as a kid and then the other, you know, skeptic kid that's already there, oh, he's going to pull the rabbit out of the house, but he gives the rabbit a signal when he's got him underneath his uh, treasure trove. First of all, that was the kid that you used as a pinata and said, please do, you know, please don't spoil it for me. It's my birthday. Well, you're stupid. Well, if being stupid means I don't want to have the obvious pointed out in front of me, then, you know, I must be the bell of the ball, as Roddy Piper would say. (laughs) Yeah, I must be a special kind of stupid if you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to have your childhood fantasies dashed like that. Yeah, you must be really pretty friggin' stupid, huh? I feel like, you know, people aren't surprised anymore. It's like, why... Why bother? You know, and I'm happy that WWE is at least trying, folks. I mean, come on, you got to give them. I, I'm very, very, very cynical about what they do and what how they do it. So, for me, this is the shit that I enjoy hearing. You know, especially since fans like to bitch so much about anything. It's like, is there any satisfying us? At this point, since we're so gung-ho about shit, you know, it's like, okay, well, let's let's just do the best we can watching the pay-per-view and let's get through it. No, this pay-per-view actually didn't disappoint. The ring fucking broke, folks. Well, the ring breaks all the time with Big Show. I'm talking about Big Show, man. I was talking about, you know... WWE actually making There we go. Here's the sound effects, folks. Stick in the truck, you know. This is a little tidbit that I'm trying out, folks. If you don't like my tidbit of adding, you know, sound bites from the actual show Payback, it's a minute, few seconds. Bear with me, folks, while I uh, get things set up. A little bit of a blooper reel right there. But this is uh, some up Payback in a minute and 50 seconds. Enjoy the... Really, really low pyro sound effects. I apologize, my budget's only at you know thirty nine bucks a month, but you guys, you know, enjoy. Hang on a minute. Tonight, Monday to the WWE Universe are watching live as we come to you 
right, folks, from what you just heard, yes, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns most talked about thing on social media. Here's why. Lesnar left WWE, and his merchandise has been removed from the shop. Do I care to divulge details? Yes, I do. I think all of us, looking back at Lesnar's comeback in 2015, dear Lord, what a fucking waste he was. I don't care if you speak something positive about the man. Fans have a lot of negative to say about him. More negative than positive. It just, it, it bugs my mind when I, when people, okay, when I was at Monster Factory and I heard the man who had scouted him, I wanted to stand up and say, do you know what you've done? As much as I respect and love Les Thatcher, that was the worst thing you could have ever done was collect Brock, because Brock Lesnar in 2002 not bad up until that fucking snooze fest that I had to watch in Madison Square Garden. And you know how picky fans are about that shit. Like I said, I love Les Thatcher. He's a great dude. I respect the man. He's a fucking legend. But why did you draft the idea, the creative concept behind Brock Lesnar? For fuck's sakes, the man used his own name for gimmick. He's the luckiest bastard I know. People can actually use their real name for a gimmick and be good the first, you know, three, four years that you're in WWE and you come back and you go back to UFC. Guys, I've read Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura's book, if you will, okay? And not to go on a tangent about Lesnar for very long because now Paul Heyman aligned himself with Roman. But that's not the only news, folks. We have new tag team champions, women's tag team champions, that is. Thank you. Whoever decided to put Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler together, that was genius. You guys, I very seldomly praise WWE. I'm back and forth with them. I might, I might not I might say, I will say. That match was really good. It told a story. It was amazing. Oh, here we are. Folks, this is a clip from the Twitter and WWE on their page on Twitter. For those of you who don't know, follow them on WWE at Twitter, at WWE on Twitter. Play words. Take a listen, Mm -hmm. folks. Now, hang on a minute.
couldn't find the exact clip of when the oh wait no wait no yes maybe so Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax two women who you know are least likely to be a pair correct and some of you are curious well they always do that they always put two people together that don't match well Booker T Goldust anyone make Foley and The Rock anybody I mean there's historical tag teams Jerry Lawler and Ted Dundee wow that was old that was AWA old <laughs> but my initial reaction to them winning the tag team championship the women's tag team championships was holy shit they actually let another team win holy shit indeed and maybe cliche to say this they seem like they'd be a team It seemed like they'd be a team that you wouldn't expect. I mean, folks, come on. The WWE has been known to do some pretty shady shit to, you know, teams that just formed. And by shady, I mean, if this was Vince McMahon's choice, you would have had Shayna and Nia drop the titles. And it's like, gee, you know, you lure us in and here you are. Thank God for Triple H and Stephanie and Shane and all the wonderful, lovely people and creative, minus Michael Hayes. <laughs> I'm still going to give him the shaft. I'm still going to give that racist fucker the shaft. And they say, well, he's not racist. Oh, really? Really. He ain't racist. So explain, explain, folks, why Michael Hayes made groups like Nation of Domination the Heart Foundation was not racist, but come on, the Hurt business—it—it's it, kind of a play on words, folks. The Hurt business with MVP Lashley and Shelton Benjamin. I'm beginning to think and feel like y'all don't really know how it really pisses me off. That he's the only one in creative that's out of touch with the audience. Remember, you know, I showed Lady Lynn a clip in Table for Three. It was him, Cornette, Bischoff, and basically mainly WWE creative stuff, right? If you could book any match in any arena, what would it be and why? And you know what came out of that man's mouth? John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Um, I don't know about you, Lady Lynn, but I'd rather have a hysterectomy, a, a uh, thyroid surgery, a hemorrhoid surgery, a, t- a wisdom tooth being pulled, than to ever witness that fucking horrible idea. Do you not remember them getting booed, dude, on, on a WWE edition of Monday Night Raw, or did you fucking have amnesia? That that's what I'm thinking happened to you. No, so how so then what happened? Because I personally would rather drink a combination of bleach and cyanide than watch that shit show of a match. Which is why, folks, we've just told you tonight's edition of WWE, you know, reviews on payback, the tag team match between Sasha Bailey versus Shayna and Nia. 
thank God for creative decisions because they don't write matches, people. Let me explain this to you. They do not write the matches. They do write the outcome. They do not write, okay, get in the ring, lock up, give me a headlock, shove you off, give me a drop kick, I'm going to powder out. Then you follow me out of the ring, and I'm going to do this, this, and this. Little known fact, man. I'm, I'm happy to report that payback was not bad. Randy Orton versus Keith Lee. Randy Orton ended up losing because of a spirit bomb from Keith Lee. Who, I don't know why they changed his music, man. I don't, most of NXT kept their music. But that's aside from the point. Dominic uh, Mysterio versus Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy ended up losing that match somehow. I, Well, I'm pretty sure that I don't know... It was to get his feet wet and, you know, get fans buzzing about it. You know, Rey Mysterio's son wrestling. This is weird, folks, because I remember watching Rey Mysterio from 1996 to now. Uh, from his career started in ECW and then went to WCW. I remember those fights between him and Eddie. Those were legendary. And this is my heritage, folks, for Lucha Libre. So, you know, being part Mexican is kind of cool. Um I just, it's weird. It's weird how so, B-Train. I mean, elaborate, if you would. It's weird for WWE to have a decent fucking show. Well, okay, you're not wrong about that. I mean, and we've gotten one shit pay-per-view after another at this year, it seems. I mean, to think the year's already been shitty enough, but holy hell, talk about throwing us a curveball with this one, right? I just feel like if WWE is going to have Something in general to show the fans. It was great that they chose payback as the pay-per-view as a fallback. I mean, is it too little too late is my question for WWE. Because they've already lost a lot of fans. Now they're on the heels trying to get... They've lost Mario Ronello, which, you know, we'll get to that later. We're going to keep on payback, folks. But I'm just telling you. Weird to see them forming a decent showing. And sure, you know, the sessions with the new thing, you know, in Thunderdome is like you only have a certain amount of time to watch the show, which is fucking stupid. But like I said, I can pick apart WWE if I wanted to. Here's why. In the past, I've been to SummerSlam, Royal Rumbles, WrestleManias. I've even been to a payback, folks, believe it or not. I've been to Money in the Banks. I've been to several pay-per-views. It shocks me that they had a decent pay-per-view. They're like, well, you should be happy. You should be thrilled that they gave you a good show. No, here's why. I'm going to say what CM Punk said on Colt Cabana's podcast. You never want them to be at their worst. But at the same fucking token, 
It's like what Moxley said on another podcast, and I'm going to cross-reference the two. You don't want your competition being at it, you know, where it's at. Maybe Moxley and his statement kind of made WWE light a fire under its own ass. Like, hey, you know, this guy is out of the company, wants us to be at our best. But I don't want them, you know, to be at their worst because you don't want your competition, your only standing competition, to be at their absolute worst. So payback, thank you. Even though, you know, some people bitched about the ending with Roman winning the championship. Come on, man. You knew reading Meltzer's shit, and I hate you people that did that, because what is the point of watching the show and then bitching about it later after the fact that you fucking read what Meltzer had said? There is no point in that. That's like crying over spilled milk. You fuckers knew what was going to happen. You knew that there was going to be a kickoff match between the Riot Squad and the Iconics. I don't know why they keep doing that match. It's the same shit, just a different night. (laughs) It's just like, I wonder, folks, you know, they're like, the dramatization was a bit much. I mean, the match itself was great. It's like, dude, I, I don't... The Iconics... And then trying to, okay, well, she hit her. And I thought Liv Morgan actually falling prey to victim for that whole thing made me laugh. Because it's like, okay, maybe if I just put into perspective that this is a women's match, it's not supposed to mean, you know, a great deal. But it does because it's a kickoff match. And then tonight on Raw, they had a loser's team must split up forever. I wonder who booked that one. Could it be a fabulous Freebird that sat in the back saying, blah, 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 have fun, ladies. Come the fuck on, man. That was the only lame match of the evening. So you're breaking up the iToxics. I mean, Iconics. (laughs) Holy snap, folks. You know, I, I I just want to point out, Raw, at times, you know, has been really bad this year, but this year, or this, not this year, this month, actually, I should say this week, wasn't that bad, considering the Street Profits had faced Andrade, Cien Amis, and Angel Garza for the umpteenth million times. Who do we know who booked that match? He said, some will say VKM. Please quit using abbreviations after Moxley used it. I mean, come on, folks. Match wasn't bad. It was good taste. Listen to a wrestling review, shall I? Oh, wait, that's my fucking job. I ramble because I can, my friends. If you have any questions, dude, as to what my motives are, Wrestle underscore radio is not for political agendas or messages or anything likeness thereof, okay? I fucking went over this shit. Come on, man. Jeez Louise. This is a wrestling podcast. Raw was not terrible. What do you want me to say? 
Apollo Crews and Bobby Lashley, because why? Let's just feed those fuckers for no reason. Again, like I said, it wasn't bad. I didn't totally douse WWE Raw. No, I did not. I like I said, I'm by I'm and Lady Lynn knows this. We're both bipolar on WWE. I could not watch it for weeks on end. Do you know why, folks? <laughs> the kick was no good. Randy Orton missed the fucking kick. Blah blah blah. I mean, come the fuck on, dude. Randy's not a bad worker. People mark out over him because why? Well, you know, back home. He's from St. Louis. He's, he is not a bad guy. I have met him at an autograph. The point is, he did miss that kick by a fucking mile. And Matt Jackson pointed that out. Like, you may have incapacitated McIntyre, really? Really. So explain why he was able to get up you know, from two punt kicks. And normally, back in the day, Roten really, really punted you. So if you got up from that, you must have been Superman. So Keith Lee is friends with McIntyre. Big shocker there. They were friends in the Indies. So I I see you, my man. I'm about to hit off the rails uncensored, folks. I've been holding this in for just a tidbit, and I'm gonna allow the former co-host to uh, you know join us if you. This is a party, man. Tonight for some reason. Not only Lady Lynn rejoining the show is not a folks, it's a good thing to go. Trust me, it is. And when he heard the ding ding, no, that was not my text message tone. It wasn't the stupid fucking tritone that's on Apple. Long introductions are my thing, my fellow. Off the rails uncensored is going to start in eight minutes, folks, because joining me is, well, the guy that gave me an opportunity. On this show I've been running it for four years Since March This dude is from Kansas City This dude, the host The, the uh, Well, the Alperpo The uh, the creator of Wrestle Radio Network If you will, folks Jake What up, my friend? Not a lot How we doing, my brother? Yeah, I haven't heard your voice in a long while. Then again, you know, I don't know. Hi, Jesus Christ, man. At 6,000 listens, I took this show from 67 to 69 listens to 6,000. Yep. And I'm here to congratulate you for it. And I, you know, folks, this is a big deal because this is the guy right here. Uh, that when I was in Brooklyn, I'm, I'm in Brooklyn now still, folks, believe it or not, okay? This is the guy that, hey, hey do you want to be on the show? Do you want to uh, let off some steam? Well, you know, this is special because I was the guy that ventured in is like, hey, we got Danny Cage coming on our show. Hey, we got, well, Jake was the guy behind Izzy and Minnie Sasha and also, you know, guys from Glory Pro Wrestling and tag teams and wrestlers and whatnot. And he, folks, has vowed on the show, and I don't know if vow, vow, or whatever. It's not the unbreakable vow from Harry Potter. Although that would be <laughs> funny as fuck if we actually had that in real life. 
But he vowed, you know, they're not going to abandon the show. Yeah, he, he... I don't speak for Jake, and he doesn't ever speak for me. He knows better. But this is the guy that, if you need a guest, this is the connection that you actually want to tap into because of his, not his, you know, it's not so much presence, it's gift of gab. Jake's gift is gift of, hey, do you want to be on this show and in a polite way? And be so, like, so, and be the knowledge that this man has on certain professional wrestlers, not just Sammy Callahan, it's not just, you know, Jesse Havoc or people from Revolver. No, it's it's quite extensive. So, you know, to say that it went from 69 to 6,000 without him would be a crime because I give credit where credit's due. I don't ever let anybody – I don't hang someone up to dry unless you really piss me off. So the thing is, this isn't about me. This is about you. You took this show at six nine, six nine listens at the time. It's over six thousand, and I'm very proud of you. And I'm still happy to still call you <laughs> friend. Yeah, it might be a thousand miles away, but it, you know. Here's my thought process. You know, I don't like I said. I really at this point, I've Jake and I have had wars with other podcasts. I do not want to dredge that up because there are people that I have warned. If you take my shit, it's gonna be it's copyrighted. I actually have the documentation that Jake has actually seen, and it shows, and it's actually signed by my lawyer, Fair Record. That if you try and take any bit or likeness thereof of my segment, you will get sued. So for the poor fuckers trying to take my content, allow me to say the following. Thank you, but no thank you. Like Paul Heyman says, ignore the fluff and just get to the nitty gritty. It took you know a while to learn the controls. It took a while to... Get guests on my own, but you know, like he said, it's not about one person, it's about the glue that's holding this fucking puzzle together. So, Wrestle Radio Network and spawned off into a show on Wednesday called Off the Rails Uncensored. I let loose, folks. I, like I said, I know I'm not going to work for WWE ever again. Maybe by luck or someone died. But here, here's the deal. I don't sugarcoat shit. I don't. If you want real professional wrestling, you want to feel the feeling of a worker and a fan, I'm your guy. Okay. Jake basically helped me harness that. Okay, but talk about this. Don't talk about that. Let's focus on this. Let's focus on that. Let's just focus on, you know, the Tonight Show of WWE Raw. There was less promos. He asked for less promos. We got it.
Exactly. We asked for a good pay-per-view. We asked for a good pay-per-view, folks. They finally gave it to us, and yet there was still bitching. Here's my problem, because I saw someone's Facebook status. It was all a good show up until the ending. You know, I don't. I would much rather have Roman Reigns as a champion than Brock Lesnar any day of the week. And that's because Lesnar is that heel you needed to hate. I don't fucking think so, folks. I was in the Rumble. I was at the Rumble in Houston, the last pay-per-view to hold it back. Let me tell you, the two biggest pops of the night were when McIntyre, actually, when Edge came out and when McIntyre claymored Lesnar over the fucking rope. Thank you the fact to the fact that he's gone. I don't wish any harm upon Lesnar, but please, motherfucker, do not come back to WWE. Do not get involved with AEW because I have a feeling as, as good as AEW is running right now, please do not fall for the same shit that WCW did, and that is <laughs> you get former talent from WWE, but then you underutilize them or overutilize them, and then people either get sick of them or they don't want to see them ever again. Problem was when they got Bret Hart to answer your question, dude, was that WCW had way too much WWE former talent. You had Diesel, you had Razor. Then they turned transposed into Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, you had Hogan, Savage, Piper, Flair. At one point, you had Dustin Rhodes floating. I know what I'm saying is like. You kind of had a float over in that time period from 95 to, like, 99, 2000 with all these fuckers coming from WWE, like Jeff Jarrett. I mean, my goodness, dude, Eddie Guerrero was not in WWE. He was always in ECW, WWE, and WCW at the same time. Not at the same time, but you had a lot of guys that were floating back and forth. And I like AEW setup, but at the same token, it feels like, okay, they're letting loose, but every match, and especially matches, you know, blood, guts, and a guy who wrestles with his hands in his pocket. Let me tell you something. If I saw Orange Cassidy, um, I'm going to say this as nice as possible as I can as a comparison. And I know a lot of people hate me for agreeing with Cornette. But to me, that fucker is nothing more than Enzo Amore with hands in his pocket. How the fuck do you expect to do a clothesline, dude? Are you just going to shoulder tackle me? Drop kick. I'll take, you know, I won't take anything from that. But I told people, if I were Orange Cassidy in the ring, we're about the same height. He's also the fucker that auditioned for WWE. And like many, they're like, there's other avenues. He's making money. I get that, dude. But, you know, there's a lot. Like I said, if you have any questions, wrestle underscore radio. Please don't be retarded. Although that's a hard concept for some of you. Believe me. I I said I was going to get through a WWE review. But then again, you know, it's me. It's that time in the show, people, where Jake can hang and you know, discuss things during Off the Rails Uncensored. Uh, if you have small children or children under the age of 18, the following content 
is not appropriate for minors under the age of 18. This show, Off the Rails Uncensored, was christened on March 16, 2016. If you or if any other show or podcast tries to reproduce the likeness thereof of Off the Rails Uncensored, you will be sued and fined $45. And that money will automatically be taken out through PayPal. Believe me, there's been a few instances, folks. If you're not familiar with the legal process, believe me, I do not have the time nor the patience to discuss it because I have ADHD, bipolar, and all kinds of shit. Besides the fact, I have much less than to discuss. We, you know, they say two's company, three's a fucking party or a threesome. Or as uh, Buell McGillicuddy said, Delita on ECW's One Night Stand. You love... Uh, we all know how much uh, you love twosomes, but why not have some? That's not what she fucking said. Monkeys in the truck, if you please, if you would, hit my fucking music. Forget Tonight's Off the Rails Uncensored is change. Is it a good thing that WWE has implemented change in the way they do things? Normally, you know, folks, I would go off tangent and rant about how this wrestler pissed me off and that wrestler pissed me off. I can still do that, but I choose not to tonight because we've heard that saying song and dance, as Shayna Baszler says, a million times over. So, Wade Barrett came back. Most people expected him to sign with AEW. You know, a lot of people expect people to sign with that company, and they're not a bad company. They really aren't. It's just there's some tidbits here and there that begs the question why they do the things they do, and I can answer that question for you. If you had an opportunity to snag up talent and you're a wrestling company, you take that opportunity and you try to do the best you can with it. FTR, I miss them as a revival, but you know, mainly through NXT. Um, if there's one thing I've realized being, you know, part thereof of the process of NXT, and I mean that in the most sincerest of ways, folks. Yes, I was. But the point is, that team, the Vaude villains, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see. Simon Gotch and Aiden English popping up in AEW or Impact. Change is not a bad thing in professional wrestling. You need change in anything you do when it comes to professional wrestling, or otherwise your product's going to go stale. WWE lately has been doing shit that makes me go... Wow, I'm I'm hoping and praying that this stays because if it doesn't, you know, holy fuck balls, Batman, you're going to be losing a lot of subscribers from the network. For those of you who complained and bitched about Roman Reigns winning a championship, let me explain something to you. He is way better, and I mean way better, 
then that monstrosity that said he was you know taking you to Suplex City and yeah sure his merchandise sold otherwise he wouldn't you know be in WWE but at the same time showing up four times a year because of his social anxiety motherfucker I've got social anxiety it's called I have to deal with fuckers every day at the bus stop and the train you're telling me I well I can't show up to work today because of my social anxiety you know what I would hear on the fucking other end of that call by the way we don't need your services you're fired Lesnar's attendance was part of the fucking issue, and it's just some guys were like, "Well, I liked working with him. Would you like putting your index finger in a fucking blender and pushing puree while it's inside and has you know as blood going everywhere and you're screaming bloody murder? Would you like that process?" To I seriously don't get the fans tonight on Russell underscore Radio. Really, dude. The point is, change is not bad. Because trust me, even with Mauro Ranello, who was, you know, he's a great person, he's a great humanitarian. Mauro's voice is kind of like JR. He's no replacing him, but I think if there was someone else to step up, it might be Corey Graves that could help alleviate that situation. Wade Barrett wants full time. NXT is changing. Think, you know. I'm thinking my lucky stars that Kerry and Cross did not when you know he won the NXT title. And Triple H had a nice parting message for him, you know, he's like, Well, sorry, you know, you couldn't defend your championship, don't let that discourage you. I'm not saying Karrion Cross is a bad dude. But the change idea, you know, let's have four of your top guys, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream, or whatever the fuck else is joining this party. And the fatal four-way for the vacant NXT championship, you know, is coming Tuesday on Super Tuesday on the USA Network, folks. Thank you. NXT needed an injection of change. Because it was starting to sound like same old song and dance. Every single week was just another wrestling match, another, you know, near fall here and there. Let's kick out at someone's finish. Let's have Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole for the umpteen time. But who are you going to use during this fucking pandemic is the thing. So, folks, I'm not, I'm not unhappy about the changes, you know, with Bailey and Sasha. Because those two did revolutionize the NXT women's division. They were the pioneers. But I will point this out. Boy, I think Bailey, if I were you, dear, I would be sick of living in Sasha's shadow. Homegirl can work a match on her own. And they both worked a match, you know, for the very first WWE inaugural women's tag team championship. But if you push some people down our throats, you know, like, I, I gotta say, having their run as much as it was, as good as it was, as heels, they kind of copied the format of the, of the Iconics. Let's run away from wrestling. That doesn't sound like Sasha and Bailey to me. So change is good because if it wasn't for the fact that they lost the championships, on Sunday's edition of WWE's Payback, 
I probably would have canceled my subscription, folks, because not just because of one team winning, but because if you over conceptualize something in wrestling, then the product gets stale and then you lose fans' interest. Okay? Trust me from experience of not watching that company, or WWE's company, for a year because it was so bad, folks. The attendance was eight grand. Eight fucking grand a show. I am not shitting you. Even at, you know, in New York, the show's attendance was not even, I mean, it was kind of full because it's like, oh, wrestling, cool, we got something to watch. I'm so glad you guys decided to change the format. Better late than never. Is all I got to tell you. It's better late than never to change the format for a pay-per-view. Better late than never to change it for a show. Three hours is very hard to fill, folks. It's very difficult to fill unless you have an active roster who's not, you know, a part of the Me Too movement scandal. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did I take shots? Yes, I did. It's not at the main roster, folks, because Austin Theory's already gone. Bye-bye. Oh, and uh, Jordan Devlin, Miguero, Travis Banks... You all saw the lengthy messages that Travis Banks sent, right? We're going to get juicy, right? Change is great. And speaking of change, Triple H said that he had some major announcements for the NXT UK roster. And that's, this is exciting. Because I haven't watched NXT UK since, let's see here. Woo-wee, that's a long time. NXT TakeOver UK Blackpool. Holy shit. I believe that was when Tony Storm lost. Rhea Ripley and people are bitching about Rhea Ripley now come on folks make up your minds on who you want to complain against that's all I'm going to say about that change the attitude change the outcome no no not change the outcome and I'm not going to change your mind on who to cheer for or who you like as your favorite wrestler. I'm pretty sure, you know, watching as a fan of 20 plus years, you know, Jake's the same thing. Lady Lynn has also watched wrestling her entire life as well. We have seen not just the attitude era, folks. It doesn't matter if we weren't alive back in the 80s, dude. We, We have seen greats like Bruiser Brody. Uh, Bruno San Martino. Clip, not just clips, you know, full-on matches on the network. Some of these people are like, well, I actually lived through this. But you, Danny Cage, can be like, the reason why I watch wrestling is because of Stan Hansen, you know, the Rock and Roll Express. I don't know Danny's full list of favorite workers, but I can tell you... It's great... That it's finally changing. It's not the same old shit that plagues, you know, Monday nights. And by that, I mean, let's have a 15-minute promo from Shawn Michaels and Triple H. This is back when they had crowds, folks. When it was there, you know, to be facing The Undertaker at uh, their show in India called Super Showdown. 
which I don't know if I wanted to laugh or cry, mainly cry, because they were way past their prime. Hunter looks like he maintains himself in the gym, so is Taker. But we're looking at, I don't know, they have dog years, they have cat years, they have what I like to call vet years. And let's see, Hunter's probably going to kill me for this, but who cares? You have Triple H, who is like 3,000 years old. You have The Undertaker, who is like 30,000 years old. Okay, in wrestler years. Age, you multiply it by a certain amount that I made up. <laughs> and you say, these these old guys who helped pave the way for the young guys today, are they should not be fucking working. Undertaker... Do you know how many hip surgeries this man has had? Dear Lord, if I had to uh, dive into the research for how many surgeries Triple H has had, do you know what the problem is? It was said on Dark Side of the Ring by Princess Victoria. It's addictive. You walk up with someone, it becomes like a hook, and you can't really seem to avoid it. So when these two worked each other, it's like, why are we having Legends face Legends? Why are we having Lesnar keep, you know, he keeps retaining the championship or winning it back. He keeps, you know, Lesnar versus Rollins, Lesnar versus Reigns, Lesnar versus Ambrose. So at one point, it was Lesnar versus Shield. What I'm trying to get at, folks, in a long roundabout way is I'm fucking glad that they changed the shit around, even though... It's, you know, some may say it's too little too late. My saying, Jake and Lady Lynn know this. Better late than never, fuckers. Because if we're going to sit here and... Oh, go ahead, Lady Lynn. Oh, no, I was just agreeing with you on that. Better late than never, for sure. I mean, we've all watched professional wrestling. Jake and I have really debated the fact, you know, we've gotten angry with Raw before. And it's like, not okay, just Raw. so, not just Raw, but SmackDown, well, not, not just so Raw. much SmackDown Live, but pay-per-views, <laughs> wrestlers in general, like, why would you wrestle a match like this? Like, why would, basically, and essentially, to sum it up, why would you do your fans like this? We pay the money for the subscription. We paid the money for, you know, back... It seems like eons ago, but we paid for rest, you know, to show up to a wrestling show. Why would you give us a shit show? And that was the biggest question on our minds: was like, why? You know, why? I mean, not I, just why. It's, just, it's not just why. It's just also because also I think too. It's bad when AEW's beating in you. Is bidding you in your ratings every week on just one show. And it's just like now they're releasing folks. By the way, they're launching a new show, and it's, I don't know if it's supposed to air on Tuesday, but I mean, it's like um, it's like that opponent you have in a division uh, of hockey or baseball or football, and you know you really hate your opponent, but you don't want them to be at their weakest because. You want them to be able to build something. Now WWE is back against the wall. 
we, you know, some people have said in documentaries that when Vince's shoulders are pinned up against a wall, that's when he starts unleashing some good material. I mean, the man's in his fucking 60s, almost in his 70s. This is a promoter I met when I was 23 years old, folks. And from experience of meeting the McMahons, I can fucking tell you, it's it's very intimidating. It's also like, wow, I, I met the chairman of the board. Okay, cool. I also, at the time, folks, met Triple H. At the time, Dean Malenko was there, you know. Uh, Matt Bloom, Byron Saxon, the list goes on. Change, boy, I tell you, I'm so glad that they decided not to move Michael Cole down to NXT. I had been hearing rumors all week long. Michael Cole might rotate on NXT. Just because he has a signature voice, I can understand that. But he has been known to crap all over talent from the black and gold brand. So it's a good thing that they have Wade Barrett. It's a good thing that they have, well, I don't know, Beth Phoenix is sometimes lackadaisical in her announcing skills, but I love Beth. Um, oh, yes, yeah, so I, I am going to some, – some of you have been asking what I thought about the whole Pat McAfee and Adam Cole. I actually, folks – I was surprised because, number one, I didn't think McAfee was going to take his training seriously, so I was happy that he actually utilized a drop kick. I was also happy that the man actually used something other than a punt because that's Randy Orton's stick, and I'm old school, so me you know, talking about wrestlers using each other's moves, I don't give two flying fucks about that. I just give crap if you pull it off in an original kind of way. Alright? I'm so glad you know that they're finally giving Ric Flair a rest because that dude looks like he's... Ric looks so bad. It, the fact that when Orton betrayed Ric Flair, I was saying to myself, thank you, Randy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're not allowing certain legends to come back is not a bad thing, folks. Like Jake said, it's bad enough when your competition is beating you on one show every Wednesday night by a couple hundred thousand or by a hundred, you know, by fifty thousand. That is irritating. But then again, it did make you look up and say, "Hey, we need to change our material. We need to change our product." Thank the Lord for that one. But that's the thing about it also as well. I mean, I mean, look in there, but the also look at what AEW is doing versus what NXT, Raw, and SmackDown and their pay-per-views are doing. Uh, AEW is having a pay-per-view like once every two months, or once every three months versus one every month. And then also WWE is pumping out four shows a week if you count um, actually to a five live. And and AEW's beating I mean, think it's great that they had a cruiserweight tournament, but then you know, like I said, not to take away from the talent that came from around the world, you know, and these are guys that work their asses off. You can't just say cruiserweight division is not you know a thing. 
And in fact, folks, at this point, <laughs> at this point, it's really a shit show. To be honest, with you, the cruiserweight division is a joke. But I got a Fantasma um, from a long line of luchas, and he's doing the shtick of "I'm a mafia" gimmick. Like, really, no, I don't think that's what you that's do with cruiserweight. That's not Fantasma's shtick, and I know that because, like I said, when you look at his history before WWE, I knew he was going to be a heel instantly. I knew that they were going to use him. They're like, well, they're going to use him as babyface. I'm like, that's not a transition. That's called bullshit. And Hunter knows better. But does that make him a bad booker? No, it just you don't want to start the, start with the obvious, like like when Kaylee Ray, I knew I knew some of her shit from ICW. Same thing with Nikki Cross and Killian Dane and Pete Dunne and and Wolfgang and all them. I knew what their shtick was before they were in WWE. But see the difference, folks, between indie level and pro. They're like, well, it's still pro wrestling. Yes, I, I understand that. But hmm. to acclimate them to the style of wrestling that was WWE style, Jake um, and I, we've gone back and forth debating on, okay, maybe they misunderstood the pamphlet on how you handle these people. It's like, dude, come on. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention one thing. What did you mention? Uh, is currently the interim NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Because the other one currently well, is because, across the world. Well, that's because Jordan Devlin... Okay, I mean, this is bossy bitch in the background, I swear. Not anyone on Instagram, folks. No, I was referring to the, you have 30 seconds. No, I have longer than that. So... With that being said, folks, I'm not going to end the show just yet, but I am going to tell you a little bit of the backstory. Jordan Devlin had to relinquish the Cruiserweight Championship because he is an abusive fucker. And the woman that he, his accuser, showed pictures on Twitter, some people were dumb enough to say, oh, she's self-inflicted. No. Triple H immediately released all these names, you know, like, you do not, if it's by, you know, if they have physical proof of the uh, incident in the first place, this is why. So long story short, Devlin had to relinquish the title, and then Phantasma won the tournament. Maverick, Jake Maverick, his credibility came into question. Like, is he going to be the dude who pissed himself on WWE Raw? Or is he going to be the dude that actually makes a name for himself? And that story was so, I mean, it was, it was um, very captivating, folks. He wasn't, so just for you to say, uh, I'm just, I'm just correcting you on one thing. Devlin denied allegations, and he's still the current Cruiserweight champion. Santos Escobar is the interim champion. The dude, I, I, I understand that from that you know, debate over the phone, but when someone shows physical proof, 
that you actually did it. And he's like, I deny it. I never did these things. But also, Hunter, but, but also, but, but also too. Look at the Velveteen Dream. There's a guy online who's actually. Oh, the Velveteen. Okay. Now that's different though, because Velveteen said, if you knew and you get not too upset about it, and you don't do a pull an R. Kelly, like his his situation is totally different. Because did you or did you not send pics of your dick to minors? Let me okay. Let me just point this out. Velveteen was accused, folks, of sending pictures of his penis to 15, 16-year-olds. And he said, no, because I did not send those pictures. It took weeks for him to get back, but he's back. They actually let him work. There's a difference between him and Devlin. Devlin, the accuser, actually had pictures, and there were fist marks, folks. Their fist marks look like foot marks on this girl's side. I don't think that was fucking self-inflicted. To be honest with you, yes, it says interim. I don't know if the accuser dropped the charges or whatnot. I have not furthered my research, but I have, you know, I have read the basics and I saw a list of names that were released from NXT UK. The Garrow was one. Travis Banks was another because he had overwhelming shit with his. And that was, not to be a gossip girl on my show, but when you sit outside a fucking hotel and you message Millie McKenzie on your phone, dude, not that it's any of my business, but when she tells you no multiple times and then you try and twist and manipulate the situation, I guess I love you too hard, I guess no one else can love me or love you the way I love myself or whatever the fuck he said – Threw a text message to this poor girl who was 16 at the time. I never said anything of the sort. Really, fucker? Sorry, folks. He kind of started, not he, but I started my motor, which you know sometimes never has an off switch. But the point is, they're restructuring NXT UK. Thank God, because I think we need, actually, we do need variety on the NXT level. So, there's that. And to close out my segment, folks, change is not a bad thing ever in professional wrestling. It's actually a benefit. So, thank you. Thank you, thank you, John Moxley, for saying what you said on another podcast. This dude is also PWI's uh, number one wrestler in the 500 wrestlers ranked across the stateside and worldwide. That is a huge honor uh, for a guy that works his ass off. And he doesn't ask for much in return. And he hates accolades. You know, he hates accolades, but that's just always how he's been. Uh, you know, Ring of Honor, NWA. This dude works his fucking ass off to get to number one in PWI's uh, 500, top 500 wrestlers. Um, a few of my friends on Facebook, I didn't say friends, but um, acquaintances, like Killian Murphy made it on there. I know Sonny Kiss made it on there. Of course, Cody Rhodes had to make it in the top 20. I believe he did. Dustin Rhodes, Jake Hager. There's a lot of AEW guys that made the list, guys. And it's not because, you know, they're beating out WWE. It's because... 
certain people notice kind of stuff that they're doing on TV. Are they giving you a story? Are they giving you the real? Sometimes WWE fluff shit. The whole Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot bullshit. That's way too much fluff. And also, the whole Sasha Bailey thing. If you guys are going to tease the end of their fucking friendship or their partnership, thank you. Because I think what I'm trying to say is change ain't a bad thing. So, all it takes is some con- you know concepts and new ideas. I fuck, I don't know. I just I'm gonna say the line. I just work here. Those of you who didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say on tonight's show, you know the deal, right? I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Lady Lynn. And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, well, you can call this lady whatever you will. But don't, and I repeat, don't you dare call this lady crazy. Well, I was a surprise because I kept getting messages, folks, about this. And, uh... (laughs) I don't know, man. You're more than welcome to show up on my shows. I just, it's kind of a real surprise for me, really. I just look at my cue. Is it some kind of joke? I'm not trying to be mean, but it was it was nice. It was nice. Uh, it was a nice change of pace. Hey. It was all, hey, just came in to tell you congratulations on 6,000. Here's to 7,000. Oh no! See, I'm a perfectionist, my friend. I want ten thousand, but I know I'm gonna have to get there by changing a lot of shit. It's not just gonna sound like a phone conversation, folks. I'm sick of hearing that shit. I want <laughs> professional mics, you know, computer. It's all gonna start with the budget. It's gonna get there. I know it's gonna get there. Just one thing at a time. Um, Six thousand listens is a pretty big deal, considering that's all time, folks. It's not just a day. I had the most listened to episode if you want to download it for free. I know it's a cheap pop. I don't normally do this during outros. Uh, is the uh, tree hugger, not tree hugger. <laughs> Sorry, Izzy. The hugger section. This is Izzy. I, I, my I, favorite. I, 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 look, look. I love my favorite. My alumni. It's just. Those two have kind of grown on me in the wrong kind of way, and it's like, don't get caught on the wrong side of my track, Jack, because I get, I, ooh, a lot of messages on Instagram, holy shit, what is up, man, some of them are very angry, I'll read this one aloud, it says, if you agree with Cornette, that must mean you're a racist, wow, hold on, dude, hold on. I'll answer that one for you. Neither one of us agrees with Cornette. I can straight up tell you. So some stuff we do agree on, some stuff we don't. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Cornette can go die. He's said he's shit on more wrestling because he's an old school guy, but he needs to literally just go away. He, he shouldn't even be doing this anymore. 
Folks, you know, it's funny on Dark Side of the Ring, I, I knew something was up when he agreed with Fabulous Mula and, and like, the fact that if it wasn't for her, there would be no women's wrestling. I disagree with Jim on that. Yes, Mula is responsible for training Wendy Richter and Princess Victoria and a lot of, you know, good female wrestlers that are in the indie scene. But let me explain this to you. Mula did a lot of bad things that I okay, it's not just dark side of the ring because I heard stories from other females that have said the accusations aren't true. That's because you know, like I said, she wasn't a bad person, but she it's funny, watching that documentary and hearing Jim say, I was a photographer at the time and I I watched this, and I did this. I think Jim means well. It's just you really should not let the man book wrestling, even though he says, I can Like, his booking style is very old school. And, like, I'm a big fan of his because I'm a manager, and I, I look at his influence, okay? That's all. I don't have to be Cornette Mark to say, well, you know, I thought he was very humorous, and he's got cornball humor, but Jake is right. I mean, he's crapped all over crapped all over uh, Kevin Owens' career. Not just Kevin Owens, but yeah. CM Punk. Several. So, anyway, this, this is the longest fucking outro I've ever had in my life. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, Jake and I are actually collaborating again. If you know about getting guests during this whole pandemic shit thing, my Bob, that I so desperately want in because I want to go back to KC and visit and see my friends again. So could you motherfuckers please wear your mask and quit being assholes about, you know, certain things. Put your pride aside and just follow the rules so that we all can go to wrestling shows. That's what wrestling fans want. And anyways, folks, holy shit, it is 1.41 in the morning out here in New York. I got, you know, I got to get up in three hours to catch a bus and get to the train station and then go to work like a lifeless robot. So, thank you, uh... Thank you, Lady Lynn. Two little bitches. I got to go to sleep. Then, can you hit the fucking outro, please? No, I'm not fucking kidding you. Please. Really, dude? The real outro. Hang on a second, folks. I gotta. I really gotta fucking just. Oh, you asshole. Now you wanna hit the outro. Alright, we'll just hit it. I mean, really, what you said? <laughs>